You're listening to Let's Stay Together, a podcast about Fruits Basket by Natsuki Takaya. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And today we're talking about chapters 25 and 26 of the manga. Not. Yeah, we finally made it to a new volume. <laughs> <laughs> this one is Kagura. Yes. Also, I forgot to mention last time that we're moving on to a new collector's edition volume as well. So, because it's volume four. Also, this volume you. has a really cute sleeping boar on the back. Yes, it's adorable. So today we're discussing chapters 25 and 26 of Fruits Basket, and we're going to do our summary discussion and then spoiler discussion. Yeah, no, nope, I don't have any other extra announcements, so we'll just get right into it. There's no calls to action this week. You should already have liked and subscribed and whatever, based on last week. <laughs> okay, chapter 25 opens with Toru gazing out of a big out of a window onto a big, beautiful lake and commenting on how big and beautiful it is. <laughs> um, Yuki and Hattori join her at the window... And Atori asks if it's unusual for her to see a lake. And she says it's the first time she's seen a real lake. Every time Toru's like, this is the first time I've been to an onsen or the first time I've seen a real lake. I'm like, oh, my heart. Has she seen a fake lake? Uh, I guess so. She's seen them on TV, perhaps. Mm-hmm. In books. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's the first time seeing a real lake, though. Shigure chortles from the couch and says, in a summer house like this, you'd have to expect Jason to show up. And Kyo, who's sitting on the floor away from everyone else, says, Jason, Jason, where have I heard that before? And Shigure, as if he can read his mind, informs Kyo that Jason is a new type of bear. And he's like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Toru asks if it's a foreign kind of bear and Hattori face palms. <laughs> I have to wonder if this is a culturally relevant uh, reference anymore. I wonder if the youth know about Jason. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> What is it, Friday the 13th? Uh, Those are the Jason movies? <laughs> yes, Friday the 13th is Jason. Yeah. Been a <laughs> I googled it for this. Recently? I don't know about the, <laughs> I don't know about the horrors. It's scene. one of the <laughs> highest grossing movies in all time, or highest grossing franchises of all time, according to a Wikipedia <laughs> article that I read this afternoon about Friday the 13th to make sure that it was from Friday the 13th. Yeah. There was one in 2009, <laughs> so I don't think so. <laughs> to answer your question, the yeah. most recent one is 2000, from 2009, so no. I guess if you're a youth and you don't like horror movies or whatever, and you don't know for some reason, this Jason is referenced to Friday the 13th, <laughs> the horror movie from the 80s. Flasher film with a guy in a ski mask. Yeah, and it takes place at a camp, right? I don't know, whatever. Anyway, listen, it's creepy being in the woods. At this point, we see some narration from Toru. The gang, and surprisingly Hattori too, are at a summer vacation house. Oh yeah, and we see the house, which from the outside, which looks like a relatively large house. I wouldn't mm-hmm. so much describe it as a cabin or a vacation house. It's yeah. just like a giant house on a lake, apparently. Yeah. So does the drawing of the house look kind of out of place to the background to you? Because it does to me. <laughs> Let me take a look. Let's take a look-see. It just seems like less well-blended than some of the other ones. Yeah, so we see a house which looks like a relatively large house that does look sort of out of place because it's like inked and the texture is a little weird. I'm so happy Toru thinks. But, and then of course we cut out of our narration as Takayos went to do. Um, and we see Yuki sit down on a windowsill, and he says, Honda-san. And then we see his thoughts. Um, he's thinking about the hat. We see a boy. Um, still shown kind of faded, but I think it's clearer to us now. Also some kind of like maple leaf rustling imagery. Yuki grips the windowsill. That's the little sound effect that's there. But then he eventually says, never mind. He doesn't say anything to her. Toru looks over at Kyo, who looks away immediately. And Toru thinks, I can't put my finger on it, but there's something strange about how Samokun and Kyokun are acting. We learn that it all started the night before, after they visited Toru's mother's grave. And we see the three of them sitting, in a, in a flashback to the last night, we see the three of them sitting in silence at a table. Toru notices how uncomfortable it is, and is about to break the silence, but fortunately Shigure arrives to do that for her. He's like, <laughs> you'll all come with me tomorrow, right? And they're like, what? <laughs> he says, because it's Golden Week, they should go on a vacation. If you don't know what Golden Week is, it's a, it's a, there's a time period in Japan in early May where there are a spring bunch break. of, yeah, it's like spring break. There's a bunch <laughs> of public holidays within the same week. And so most people like they get the whole week off. So because it's Golden Week, um, Shigeru insisted they go on vacation and Kyo is like, why are you suddenly saying stuff that doesn't make any sense? Are you drunk? Which I thought was really funny. <laughs> Yuki says, Yuki thinks not that it would matter. He always acts drunk. And Shigure is like, come on, it'll be fun. And then he manipulates all three of them into going in a variety of ways. Toru by guilting her and then Yuki and Kyo by threatening that he'll be alone with Toru. (laughs) (laughs) 
He's like, now that we're all in agreement, I'll drive. Yeah. And Kyo and Yuki are like, do you even have a license? Shigure dramatically, instantilatingly pauses before answering, of course I do. <laughs> but they're skeptical, and so of course Atori drives them to the lake house instead. In a left-hand car, and the left-hand car is also gigantic. That seems worse. I know I keep harping on I know. Now, now his blind eye is to the outside. outside. <laughs> I immediately thought of that when I was like, I know Kayla's going to comment on this. <laughs> Yeah, now his blind eye is on the outside, where traffic, where the rest of traffic is. <laughs> Tori, <laughs> get a regular Japanese car, yo. Anyway, so that's how it all happened, we learned from Toru. And now that all of that is cleared up, back in the present, Toru is still worrying about Yuki and Kyo's moods. They asked Shigure why he suddenly wanted to go to the lake house, being suspicious, suspecting that he might have an ulterior motive. And he suggests that if they have nothing better to do than pick on people, they take Toru down to the lake. Um, and we also, see... I love Yuki's suspicious face. Yes. It's really good. <laughs> it is good. We also see the classic silent ghost figure panel again of the three of them. And Shigure calls Yuki and Kyo out on being gloomy as well. And then he offers to brighten the mood by calling Aya. And then uh, kill him and I'll kill you. Both Yuki and Kyo threaten him <laughs> at the same time. And so he doesn't do that. That seems to convince the kids to take off to the lake. And so they do. Leaving the older kids, I mean Hitori and Shigure, <laughs> behind. <laughs> Hitori lights a cigarette and also quite suspicious of Shigure's motivation asks if he's being mean to his editor again. And we cut to Shigure's front door where a note flaps in the breeze that says, I'm going on a journey. Please don't look for me. And his editor, Michan, is on her knees shocked. And there's a voice on the floor with a phone. Uh, sorry, there's a phone on the floor with a voice coming out of it begging, saying, it's okay. He's just teasing again. Please don't do anything drastic. And then, of course, we cut back to Shigure saying, I'm not being mean. I'm just playfully teasing her. And Atori <laughs> thinks that poor woman. We cut to outside where Kyo, Toru, and Yuki are walking to the lake, uh, kind of in gloomy silence. And Toru is feeling it. In her inner monologue, she racks her brain trying to figure out why they're so gloomy. And she worries that it might be because of her. It must be because it must have been something that she did or something that they said while they were visiting her mother's grave. And so after freaking out for a bit, she apologizes to Yuki and Kyo. And they're both like, huh? And she says, if I did anything to offend you, please tell me. I'll make sure to never do it again. So please. And then she thinks, go back to the way you two always are. Yuki and Kyo are like, wait a second, what are you talking about? But this conversation is interrupted by Kyo tripping conspicuously on the trail. And they look down at the ground and they see a depression. I mean, footprints. I don't know. Doesn't look like footprints to me, but whatever. <laughs> it's Jason. Jason, Toru and Kyo shout at like, almost the same time. Toru eventually freaks out and is like, what should we do? It's not safe. You two go back to the house. But it turns out that in her freaking out, Toru has stepped off the trail and she's falling down a giant, a steep hill. Kyo and Yuki go to help her, and then we cut back inside the lake house with Shigure and Hitori again. Hitori has made him call his editor uh, to tell her that everything is okay, and Shigure complains about being bored, and Hitori says that he's bored too, but it turns out that Shigure has brought a shit ton of books for Hitori to read. Also mostly Western books, apparently. To go with his Western car that he can't see out of. It has Shigure saying... Because next to, next to me, what Hassan loves most is a good book. And he says, no, well, I do like reading. <laughs> yes. Next to Shigure, what he loves most is a good book. <laughs> Hattori reveals uh, in his thoughts that this is that Kano's wedding is soon. Maybe that's why Shigure and Ayame have been nice to him recently. And then we see a little memory of Ayame bringing Hattori some tea. Shigure, he says. And then he says, no, you're right. It has been a while since I've been able to just sit down and relax with a good book. And both of them smile. I feel like we rarely see a genuine Shigure smile. Mm -hmm. This is like, I think this, he's, there's a couple times where we see him smiling in these two chapters that we're about to go through today. Um, and they're both like quite genuine. Like he actually does mm -hmm. care for Hattori. So it's yeah. kind of nice it's to see nice. it. Yeah. Like, I can't think of a single ulterior motive. <laughs> <laughs> for being nice to you, for once, yeah. There's nothing else I'm getting out of this other than pleasure. <laughs> mm -hmm. They wonder mm -hmm. if the kids are getting along okay, and one of them says, if Torokun is with them, I'm sure it's fine. But of course, outside, there's trouble. <laughs> when we see that Toru has landed at the bottom of a hill, and that Kyo and Yuki have transformed trying to catch her. Toru, of course, apologizes profusely, and Kyo and Yuki start arguing, of course, while Toru kind of picks up their clothes. And the argument. As a side note, can we, uh, could we classify this as a fight, broken up fight by started hugging? by hugging? <laughs> I can add it to the list. 
<laughs> it might be the only one. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a fight started by hugging, for sure. <laughs> the argument culminates with Yuki saying, and just so you know, Jason isn't a bear. He's a character from a horror film. And Kyo is like, don't act so smart. Who gives a damn if a bear shows up in a horror movie? That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good. I love that Yuki brings that out as like a... I know. They're all like, their... <laughs> It's like something to snipe at someone with. Like, that's just such a... Like, I feel that desire to do things. It's like, and by the way, yeah. you're wrong about this other thing, too. This has nothing to do with what we're fighting about. Like, it's like, I thought it was so dumb that you didn't know this thing, and so I just want to bring it up now while we're fighting about something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. They're All their bickering in this, I cut a lot of what exactly they say, because, like, only a couple of things are kind of important. But they're just kind of, like, bickering the whole time about, like, well, you should do this, and you should do that, and you're useless, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Anyway. So Yuki and Ratform is just like up a tree and yes. Kyo can't reach him, which is hysterical. That's also hilarious. That's what my note says. It's just, Yuki climbs a tree to get away from Kitty Kyo as they continue to argue. And then Yuki's rat posse shows up, including a little. Including a wee... tiny rat yes! on his head. Adorable. It's great. A wee rat I wrote on his head. <laughs> Kyo continues to try to climb the tree, but he can't for some reason, even though he's a cat, which is ridiculous. I think he's just too angry. <laughs> Maybe. He's just busy yelling and not, not concentrating on climbing. Mm-hmm. But laughter causes them to pause from their argument. And it turns out that Toru is like laugh crying with relief. And they're like, what? She apologizes for being rude by laughing at them while they're fighting. But she says that somehow she feels relieved because they're back to their normal selves. Um, she thinks it's weird. Before today, I couldn't do anything about your fighting except watch and worry. But now it gives me peace of mind. Tiny Rat Yuki brings the conversation back around to earlier. He apologizes. It se- if it seemed like he was upset earlier at her, it- he just wasn't feeling well. And he-, he touches her legs with his little rat feet, I think, in this part. <laughs> um, and Kyo apologizes, too. He also wasn't feeling well. In the head, Yuki pipes up and Kyo's like, no! <laughs> and then they both poof back to their normal human forms and then they go to change behind a tree. <laughs> uh, Toru says that she's glad... Um, not that they're, they were feeling bad, but that they haven't changed. And they're like, changed? I haven't changed at all, they say. And then in unison, except I really hate this guy. <laughs> and then there's like more ghost silence. And then like, what did you say? What did you say? And then they argue again because how dare they say the same things. <laughs> and then Tor chuckles again and they stop. After all the chaos, uh, they agree to call it a day and they decide to go back to the lake tomorrow. Toru thinks, um, thinking that it's good for them to be fighting. It's pretty strange, but it really is for the best. And then we cut back inside where Hattori is reading Summer Colored Sai, which is Shikurei's book. You like? Shikurei asks. It makes me sick, he says. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of chapter 25. <laughs> uh, Kyo and Yuki's fights were good. <laughs> it's great. Anyway, chapter 26 starts with Kyo and Toronuki about to head off to the lake because they couldn't make it yesterday because of all the chaos and the fighting and the bear footprints or whatever. <laughs> Shigure teases Kyo not to fall in and he yells that he won't. And then Yuki worries that Toru will be the one to fall in. And he's like, I'll have to watch out for her or whatever. <laughs> uh, Toru says goodbye to Hattori, but it turns out that he's fallen asleep on the couch. Hattori sleeps, Kyo asks, and Shigure's like, Kyokun, everyone needs to sleep. <laughs> uh, they bicker while Toru goes off and then comes back with a blanket for him and she I guess she covers him with the blanket Shigure says one day she'll make a good wife and Toru's like eh that's that's not my my a voice interrupts how wonderfully thoughtful of you you have my praise Ayame says showing up out of nowhere and patting Toru on the shoulder there's even like a little pat sound effect (laughs) yeah this whole page of reactions to Ayame showing up is just really good yeah it's like a stunned silence and then it's ghost silence and then outside of the house still no one has reacted yes And he's like, ha 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 ha, what's wrong, everyone? Why are you all so stiff? Kyo and Yuki, who are particularly annoyed because he just like showed up out of nowhere, start to argue with him. And Ayame says, I know you're all, you're all overwhelmed with tears of gratitude upon meeting me again. I came here with the help of a certain individual. And then Kyo and Yuki look back at Shigure and he's like, it wasn't me, I swear. <laughs> and Ayame says, no need to fear, Gure-san. Even if the entire world turns against you, I will forever be by your side. Aya, how can I always count on you to make my heart soar? In the background, it says, Je t'aime, mon amour, bon voyage, annyeong, hashimimika? I don't know. <laughs> good evening in Korean. It is, good evening in Korean. <laughs> I don't, I've never spoken Korean in my life until just now. 
Hashimi. Hashimi. No, Anyang. <laughs> yeah, Anyang Hashimnika. Anyang Hashimnika. Hashimnika. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. We got it. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> so good. Nailed it the first time. <laughs> what the hell did you come here for? They want Kyo and Yuki want to know. And Ayame launches into a story about Kinpachi Sensei. Did you know this is a real drama? <laughs> I just Googled it. This, for I this assumed episode. it was. I was going to look it up, but I forgot to. I, I always thought he was kind of like making it up. But... He has like, because he makes up a summary and Shigeru is like, that sounds exciting, but wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you assume it's like a really bad summary. It seems like drama. that's the case. It's like, yeah. A, yeah, it's definitely some kind of school, like slice of life, life drama. But yeah, the way that Ayame describes it is just like overly... <laughs> it's kind of like overly enthusiastic I could look it up if you want but mm-hmm. anyway Ayame launches into a story about Kimpachi Sensei and Kimpachi Sensei said that you can't have the character for person without two lines supporting each other or as it was translated in the original anime a man can't stand without his friends to lean on mm-hmm. <laughs> which I like to enjoy yeah it's a, it's a change in the anime the, the first anime that I'm a fan of yes I mean, it might just be the way the dialogue is written. I don't know. Like yeah, that might but be. But it also had. The, but it also had them like put their fingers together yes. to make the character. Yeah. Which they don't do in the manga. No, they don't. <laughs> it just shows it him talking about it. Yuki is like, "Why is this relevant?" And Yame says, "It's a good line, isn't it?" And then the kids are like, "You just wanted to say it." <laughs> <laughs> So Kyo and Ayame continue to bicker, and loudly enough that Hattori wakes up and conks Ayame on the back of the head with a book. <laughs> And then Ayame says, Tori-san, good morning. And Hattori is like, oh, just be quiet. He's like, I was trying my best to keep it down. Yeah, basically. <laughs> He's like, just stop. Hattori asks why Ayame is here. And Ayame says, upon going to the main house and hearing from a maid, age 53, that Tori-san was with everyone here at a summer home, I thought, in that case, I wanted to join you all and left immediately. Of course, I came by car, comfortably and invincibly. <laughs> And Kyo and Yuki are like, he's insane. He just answers the question in front of Hattori. I feel like comfortably and invincibly is going to be my new yeah. <laughs> like motto. Because he wasn't drawn by, it's because he wasn't driven by Hattori. Yeah. <laughs> because he can see with both eyes, as far as we yeah. know. <laughs> Hattori says, uh, sets the kids free from this chaos by being like, weren't you going to take Hondokun to the lake today? And Ayame chastises them for not doing it faster. And Kyo and Yuki are like, they think from the grumpy side of the room, it's your fault. <laughs> and Toru hastily gets them to head out before <laughs> the vibe gets even worse. After the three leave, Shigeru and Ayame banter, and Ayame says, The night is long. I won't let you sleep tonight, Gure-san. And Shigeru says, I'm honored that tonight I can share the same dream as you, Aya. Yosh, they say. <laughs> Or like, oh, right, I think it's translated. Yeah. And Atori is like, you two never get tired of that, do you? <laughs> so this is the same joke from last time when Ayame showed yeah. up. <laughs> Ayame offers to make Atori some tea, and he says that today he'll make an exception for Gure-san as well. And Shigeru wonders how many years it's been since he's had Aya's tea. So I guess this is a thing. I didn't remember this from before, but maybe Ayame <laughs> has some kind of special tea that he makes, it seems. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Be grateful, Yame says. Aside from Tori-san, there are only two people in the world who can drink my tea. And Shigure says, of course, one of them must be Akito. But is the other one Yuki? And no, no, Ayame says. Uh, even <laughs> if he made it, Yuki wouldn't drink it. Sad, isn't it? <laughs> we cut to the lake, where Toru is feeling refreshed. But on the gloomy side of the shore, <laughs> Yuki <laughs> wonders how long Ayame is going to be there. And Kyo and Yuki argue again, culminating in Yuki saying, seeing this lake with you is endless torture. And Kyo says, this is stupid. I wish we never kit. But then they cut off their argument. They turn to Toru right away. And they're like, that's all we meant. I just hate seeing this lake with him. And Toru was like, <laughs> uh, okay. And then they're quiet. And then they're and then they're kind of like embarrassed. And they're like, well, it, it's fine. And then Kyo is like, you understand. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> They turn away from her to face the lake, and she smiles and says, it's pretty, isn't it? Um, and she asks if they can walk around the shore, and they're like, I guess. And, or I think Yuki's like, I, no. Kyo is like, I guess, and Yuki is like, okay. So they're mm-hmm. all like, they're trying to be really chill now that they know that she could pick up on their gloomy vibe and their fights mm-hmm. and stuff. Inside, Ayame pushes something wrapped across the table to Atori. He asks what it is, and Ayame says that it's pictures from Kana's wedding. Shigure asks if Ayame went to her wedding. He says, no, he got them from Mayu. And Shigure is like, Mayu? You saw Mayu? Ayame says, but of course I saw Mayu-kun, the girl who called you just a ripple before she jumped you only after a month. <laughs> yeah, Hattori says. She was a college friend of Kana's, the Mayuko who broke up with Shigure after just a month. <laughs> Shigure is like, no, that is, I was young, or whatever. <laughs> 
so they tease him about Mayuko. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we learn that Mayuko is the one who called Shigure a ripple on the water or whatever. Yeah. It's revealed here from a couple of chapters ago. Shigure deflects this line of teasing by asking Hattori if he went to the ceremony. And he says, you really didn't want to go see her, did you? Hattori says that she was. he was afraid that she might have flashbacks. Kana's memories aren't very, very deep, he says. If she happened to remember something, it would be problematic. Ayame is like, but if she were to remember the good old days, you might be able to get all lovey-dovey again. And Shigure is like, yeah, you, then you could steal her from the groom, like in The Graduate. So there's another like random movie reference. Dated reference. So <laughs> random. I also had to look up The Graduate. I was like, what happens to The Graduate? Like, I think everybody's heard of that movie, but I've also never seen yeah. it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's clear yes. now. <laughs> uh, Tori says it's over between them. Even if they were together, I would only miss her, he says. We see Hitori's thoughts and a memory of Kana, and he thinks we can't go back to the way things were. The feeling of guilt and shame won't disappear. They'd spread like cancer, eating away at the light and joy that Kana once brought me. It would only end in sadness for her and for me. And then we see his his memory of his prayer from... Uh, the his the the flashbacks that we saw before, please be happy, Kana, mm-hmm. or be happy, Kana. He also says out loud, "I don't want to think that the love has disappeared, but I don't think I want her near me, and I don't plan to see her now. All I can do is pray." I don't agree with that, Ayame says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a full Tori San supporter, so I fully admit that I I am biased. But I won't agree with that. It's not fair of Kanakun. To me, it looks, to me, it looks like Kanakun forgot everything and obtained happiness for herself, leaving Torisan to take on all the pain alone. I can't help but feel like Torisan was left behind to eat smoke. Really, Hitori says, and he thinks of Toru smiling. That's not how I feel, he says with a small smile himself. Shigure and Ayame say that Hitori is too kind. He lets everyone push him around, and then he thinks like, well, you two would know. <laughs> <laughs> Ayame says, he like taps his foot and he says, you know, Tori-san, I want you to be 2,000 times happier than you would have been with Kanakun. And Tori smiles and says, if only you would show that kind of conviction with Yuki. Well, anyway, Shigure says, next time uh, when you meet a new woman, I hope that she is someone that you wouldn't have to stay distant from, even when you're with her. A woman who you can truly be happy with. Ayame compliments Shigure and says, spoken like a true poet. And Shigure replies, I'm a novelist, a novelist. <laughs> Hattori thinks, a new woman? That's a very reckless wish. For uh, us cursed members of the Zodiac, when I think of the pain we can cause someone we love, I feel that the memories of my time with Kana are enough. I think I can get by without anyone else. Their conversation is interrupted by the tor- return of Toru, Yuki, and Kyo. Um, and we see that they've returned in their normal state. Toru is smiling, Yuki is sort of relaxed, and Kyo is sort of grumpy. So they're back to their normal <laughs> selves. And Tori thinks, all I can do now is watch over them so they don't make the same mistakes. So they don't lose the will to smile. Ayame welcomes back Yuki and his friends. <laughs> and Kyo is like, who you calling a friend, guy? <laughs> <laughs> he says, he like, protests being friends with Yuki, I guess. He's like, welcome back, yeah. Yuki and friends. And Kyo is like, we're not friends or whatever. Ayame ignores him and instead focuses on Yuki. He just completely ignores what Kyo says. And by the way, <laughs> he says, I just received some advice from Tori-san. From now on, I'm going to deepen our bond with my forceful conviction. This is the best way. And Yuki thinks the best way would be to give up. Toru asks what he means by forceful conviction. And Ayame says, I mean, Yuki is my younger brother and I am Yuki's older brother. Yuki, based on this indisputable fact, I will make this declaration. And he points down at Yuki. As your older brother, I want you to submit to me. And ghosty figures once again show us the awkward <laughs> silence that follows. Yuki looks up and then smirks and says, go to hell. And a fight ensues again. Hattori <laughs> calmly drinks his tea and comments, poor Yame, he just doesn't get it. And Shigure says he really doesn't. With a rueful look, Shigure thinks, but you don't get it either, Hasan. There might still be more in life for you. Mayu-chan sensei, we see in a bubbly speech bubble on the side of the page, and a page flip reveals that it's Yuki, Kyo, and Toru's teacher. Hey, don't be so familiar with the teacher, she sasses them. Call me great teacher Mayuko. <laughs> and they laugh. Another dated reference. Yeah, I know. <laughs> in the, so in the Japanese, it doesn't say, so like, I don't know. I don't know if this is a reference to actually to great teacher Onizuka. <laughs> it looks like the title for great teacher Onizuka is written, like it's mm-hmm. written in katakana. But he, the phrase that she uses is Dai Sensei Sama. So like call me Mayuko Dai Sensei Sama or something, <laughs> which is really funny. 
So anyway, she's like, call me great teacher Mayuko. And they laugh. And they ask her if she's working on her day off. And she says, yep, and it sucks. <laughs> um, <laughs> she asks if they're here for a club. And then the dialogue kind of like fades off. And in the bottom of the page, we see in the background a file. And on top, there are some photos. One of Mayuko and Kana at her uh, Kana in a wedding dress. And one that looks kind of like Hattori underneath. And the closing thought from Shigure says, maybe next time you'll be able to meet her. Which I thought was kind of weird. So I looked in the Japanese as well, and it's a little bit ambiguous. It's one of the sentences that's a little ambiguous. So I actually looked at the end press one. It says, you may meet somebody yet, which I think is a better kind of mm-hmm. translation. It's not so specific as to say, meet her or something like that. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I think it's I think it's still meant to be. Maybe big. you'll like, meet somebody. He says, because they're talking about like, you know, like finding a new person or whatever. It's like, maybe you'll still be able to meet her, meaning that new person. Perhaps, yes. For someone who will make him 2,000 times happier than Kana. Yes. <laughs> Maybe you'll meet yet meet someone who makes you 2,000 times happier than Kana. Mm-hmm. Life's not over for you yet, Hattori. The snow will <laughs> melt again, Hattori. <laughs> so young. <laughs> You're only in your late 20s, Hattori. <laughs> All right. Those yeah, are... I just realized they're younger than we are. Yeah, we're finally older than them. <laughs> Which is bizarre. That's <laughs> why so I can call them the kids, right? Yeah. <laughs> the big kids. Yeah, it's funny, like, now we're reading this at the age that, like, Hattori and Shigure are. We were, like, younger than Toru and the gang when we first read it. Yeah, when the series (laughs) started, it was younger. And now we're older than the Mabadachi trio. Oh, no. (laughs) Time, man. Yeah. Yo, time. (laughs) The series is, like, 20 years old or something. Didn't we talk about this recently? Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) on that note, (laughs) that was the end of chapter 26, so... Yeah, there was a lot of weird... So speaking of, like, there's a bunch of cultural references, like, weird other references to other stories in this. There was Jason, there was The Graduate, and then there was, like, Mm -hmm. I guess, Great Teacher Onizuka. But yeah, I thought it was just really conspicuous, because normally we don't have that many references to things in in these. Or there's, like, references to things that are made up, like The the Very Foolish Traveler or, like, Mogeta. Like, those are made up for the series, so... Yeah, so I didn't update our fights broken up by hugging counter, but I guess I could make a fight started by hugging. <laughs> this might be the only one. Yeah. So we one thing that we kind of like said, or one thing at least that we said in the trailer a long, long time ago um, was that we wanted to track like the curse. So every time there's something new or something that happens with the curse, I always want to kind of like make a note of it. So I guess the only thing that happened this time was that Yuki drew all the rats to him, which we kind of knew about already. Mm-hmm. Um, it confirms that both uh, that they can kind of consciously do it, and also it just happens when they're upset. Yeah, he Cause just because Kyo, Kyo accuses him of calling his friends, and he's like, to, "I didn't and do Yuka's it." Like, I, I can't help it. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, he's like, "Oh, you don't have any friends up here, too." Like, and then yeah. he turn, turns it around into a jab, which is funny. Yeah, Yuki, Yuki's a dick, and I love him for it. Yeah, <laughs> he's pretty great, especially to Kyo. Yeah. But Kyo is so easy to roll up that mm-hmm. it does, anything he says, just anything Yuki says, rolls him up. This... Even just the, like Kyo saying he also isn't feeling well, and Yuki just chimes in within the head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, dude, <laughs> <laughs> just let him say one sentence without picking on him. <laughs> they are in a really bad mood in this, uh, in these chapters, yeah. as it is pointed out. But then their fighting is still like they didn't physically fight. Yeah. And yeah, and I thought it was even interesting how like Yuki is like, well, it's clearly an unfair advantage when we're in this form mm-hmm. and Kyo's like, no, it's unfair that you have all your little rat friends. So like, yeah. they didn't even try to fight each other. Like I've, it's interesting that they don't, mm-hmm. they never try to do that when they're animals. Like, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Like, who would win in a fight? One cat or 50 rats? <laughs> good, all good questions. I bet 50 rats. I bet, yeah. I bet <laughs> 50 rats. rats for sure. I bet they're smart and nibbly. Yeah. They'll, yeah. They'll fuck you up. I love when Yuki puts his little rat paws on Toru's legs. Yeah. It's cute. <laughs> it's like, Oh, I'm sorry. It's really charming. And I imagined his, it's just little like circles. But I imagined that he had like weird little rat feet and <laughs> that made me yeah. laugh. <laughs> I did say that I didn't want to go into detail, about all their like fight dialogue. Cause there's a lot of it. There's just like so much dialogue, but I did write down mm-hmm. a couple of things from their fights that I thought was interesting that, cause like I thought, Oh, it's like, this is like kind of a filler chapter. They're like going to the lake house. Like it's just going to be a little bit of fun and a lot of de- character development. But I noted a couple of things they said in their fights that I think mm-hmm. we can talk about. So for example, when they're in their animal form, the first fight, Kyo says, don't patronize me. You fell first and you know it. That's why little boys who stay locked in their rooms are so useless. And I just wondered if, 
I wonder if Kyo is actually alluding to Yuki's past. Like, is he actually mm. specifically calling out how he was like kept inside and stuff? I feel like unintentionally, maybe he is. Like, I think he just thinks like like Yuki was sickly and mm-hmm. didn't go outside much. I don't think he realizes he's referencing like Kido's special room for yeah, him. Yeah, something really <laughs> much darker. I think he definitely yeah. doesn't realize that, but he's definitely calling it out some that about him. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, just to note that. So some of the digs that they make are actually really, really sharp in these fights. Mm-hmm. That was one of them. Yeah. The, the one I noticed, I think you probably have it on your notes too, but the uh, the dependent on others thing, yeah, which seems one. to get seems to get both of them. Mm-hmm. Like they both kind of react significantly to yeah. being accused of that. Yeah, I thought that, that was interesting. So in the second fight, Kyo says, he's your brother, do something. And Yuki says, I hate that. I hate it when people are so dependent on others. And Kyo says, who's being... Who's being dependent on others, loser? You're the one who's relying on sugar, eh? And, like, it bothered... that The second thing bothered Yuki so much that he, like, stood up. He was, like, mm-hmm. sitting down being, like, depressed about Ayame. Yeah. And, yeah. like, when I... Yeah, like, it almost... Did. I didn't even get the impression that, like, Yuki was directing that toward Kyo when he first said it. He's kind of, um... He almost feels like he's, like... He's looking kind away. Of talking to himself. Yeah, it doesn't feel like he's saying, like, implying that Kyo is being dependent on others. But you can see, like, there's a full panel of Kyo's face reacting to that, so... Yeah, there's a sound effect. Like he, yeah, like he reacts to that strongly, and then when he throws it back at Yuki, Yuki reacts really strongly. Mm-hmm. So, so obviously they both hit a sore point on each other without, yeah, even I don't think really meaning to. Like, like they're not trying to spare each other's feelings, but I don't think they were deliberately trying to make it a low blow or anything. No, I don't think so. But I think what it is is that they actually know things about each other. So like, what I mm-hmm. take this as is character development and kind of like the way that they know each other well enough that they can they're saying the same things to each other. Like they can pick these certain things that they know that annoy the other person Mm -hmm. almost like you can't just like before he came in and Kyo came the first fight, like let's say when he jumps through the roof, he comes in and he's like, you're damn right. I'm going to kill you or whatever. It's all like really generic. It's really physical. Mm -hmm. Now they're kind of being like, well, yeah, like it's, I hate it when you're dependent on other people. And he's like, I hate when you're dependent on other people and it really Mm -hmm. bothers them. It's like they now they know each other well enough that they can get these really like deeper yeah. digs without yeah. even really trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when you know people really well, you know how to hurt them. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> if you don't intend to, or if you do. And then they kind of like, I mean, I'm sure they're pissed off about it, but then they kind of brush it off when. Yeah. And they're like, oh, sorry, we're not trying to fight again. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was interesting. I just, so I didn't write those down. I didn't talk about it in the summary, but I wanted to point it out here because I thought like the actual things that they talk about in the fights is kind of interesting it's mm-hmm. it points toward a certain type of character development i think doesn't seem like that on the surface it just seems like comedy yeah but uh there's a couple little things that i felt like stood out to me mm-hmm. and to you too obviously you called out the second yeah. one so the, something that you're talking about tracking things we learned about the curse um we also learned a little bit more about the memory suppression yes because tori talks that. about the he's worried about kana seeing him because she might have flashbacks mm-hmm. so indicates that it might not be permanent <laughs> yeah I, I thought that that was interesting too because we saw momiji spending so much time with his mother in the chapters that we yeah. just read as well mm-hmm. um, and we also see him but he also like it's like implied that he's trying to stay out of her sight when he sees her and like yeah. he talks about having to apologize for being spotted yeah he's trying to creep around at the office building and I think, doesn't Toru say, like, he's been watching all this time or something? Like, it's yeah. kind of implied that that's what's happening. Like, the dialogue kind of tells us that that's what we're supposed to be interpreting about the situation, too. Like, yeah. he's not, he's seeing what's going on, but his mom isn't interacting with him directly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always thought that that was an interesting, like, kind of tidbit about the memory suppression. It's like, it may, it definitely might not be permanent. And, like, beyond that, like, it's... It's so kind of like fragile that if mm-hmm. we, if you see the person again, you might they might remember something. And also, I think it's interesting. Totori says that her memories aren't buried very deep. Like, does he know that? Is it mm-hmm. implying that he can tell how well the suppression worked or something? I don't know. Yeah, maybe he like like his heart wasn't in it. <laughs> maybe he's like, I'm just gonna kind of <laughs> like, like you're still gonna have nightmares about me, but <laughs> you're not. You're just gonna think that it's like. <laughs> Not real, like yeah, it the could be like happen. he just knew like his ability to like do it like normal as a job was compromised, so maybe. he maybe didn't do as good a job as normal. That's possible. Mm-hmm. But then, like, does that mean Momiji's mom's memories are like very deeply buried or something? She also like really, really wanted to forget, right? Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. She had Kana's reaction was different in the sense that she felt guilty. Yeah. I think like Momiji's mother felt like ashamed or something. Like I'm not sure what the word is. Yeah. It's not guilty though. It's not exactly yeah. the same. She just kind of more had like a mental break. Yeah, it was it was I don't know. Their reactions were different, so maybe like the memory suppression wor- mm-hmm. works differently, like I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it depends on how well you know the person or what kind of connection you have. Mm-hmm. It was interesting to learn. It's it, it's hard to learn more about the memory suppression because I think there's only... Well, wait, never mind. I can't say that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's cool that we got to learn more about the memory suppression, even just in like a little drop in the conversation. Yeah. yeah. We also learned a little bit more about the Mabadachi Trio's little social group. Yeah, we did. They knew uh, their kids teacher yeah and she got it she got a name yeah it's finally mayuko. great teacher yes. mayuko mm-hmm. mayuko dai sensei sama yeah. mayu-chan sensei <laughs> mayu-chan sensei yes <laughs> like she's like sassing them don't be so familiar with your teacher yeah i'm really entertained by like the doubled up uh honorifics like when yeah. like when taurus is reachan son <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah she's like she can't call it can't call reachan reachan but she yeah, can call yeah. Richan Richan-san, which is really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they used to be socially part of the same group. And Definitely. apparently Ayame is not totally divorced from that group. No. no, he saw her. But it was implied, was it kind of implied that maybe they were hadn't seen each other in a while or something? Like, Shiguri was like, you saw Mayu? Like, he kind of mm-hmm. questioned, like, it was surprising to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we know that Shiguri dated were, her, too. Friendly enough to just casually talk to Mayuko and get pictures. pictures from her friend's wedding so yeah and then I guess Mayuko knows that they know Kana as well and they're friends with Kana so like she's friends with Kana I mean so yeah they have this kind of interconnected social group mm-hmm. and Shigure dated her for a month yeah. and then she <laughs> broke up with him is that what it said yeah, yeah. <laughs> called him a ripple and dumped him <laughs> bye <laughs> yeah basically I also love those Hayame and Hattori teasing him about it. So good. It's like, Shigure <laughs> needs to get taken down a peg. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. so cute just to see the three of them actually kind of being like friends. friends. Yeah, it is nice. We don't... Um, This is the first scene where it was all three of them together, mostly, right? Because so you Ayame got a little just bit showed of Hattori. up. Yeah, you got a little bit of Hattori at the end of Ayame's chapter. Mm-hmm. They didn't really have a interaction between all three of them. No. So it was nice to see an interaction between all three of them. We get to see yeah. what their friendship is like. Yeah, they actually do come off as friends who yeah. care about each other in this chapter. And know and have known each other for a long time and tease each other about their shortcomings yeah. like all friends do. I mean what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Especially Shigure. He deserves to be teased about his failures. Yeah. It was also nice to see Shigure like showing nice. some genuine care toward Hatori. Nice. Yeah, because I think he does sort of care about Toru, but we don't really see that much kind of mm-hmm. I feel like as much genuine emotion as in that one scene that we saw with him and Tori this time. Yeah. It's like, he can be nice. Like he, mm-hmm. he brought the books and everything and he knows that Tori likes that. So he kind of set mm-hmm. it up so that Tori would be entertained in a time when yeah. he might be upset. So mm-hmm. yeah, I thought that was actually nice. I was like, Oh, Shukure, I feel yeah. a little tiny bit of sympathy for you. <laughs> <laughs> what is this feeling? And, uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> it's loathing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, of course, now we know that Maiko is the name of Toru Yuki and Kyo's teacher and that she's friends with Kana and that she was also sort of connected to Shigure and Hattori, at least, and Ayame knows her, too. Yep. So we learned a little and bit still about still somewhat socially connected to Ayame. <laughs> yeah, at least, yes. Yeah. And she's a badass, as we learned. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think she's pretty cool. I like her. Yeah. Even what she comes up so like a, a cool teacher just in a couple of scenes we've seen her in. Yeah, she um she sassed Kyo when he was leaving for I think the first time she yeah. showed up was when she sassed Kyo for trying to run away during Valentine's Day. And the the kid who was teasing her about no one uses pencils and he's mechanical oh, yeah. just like shut, shut up, up. Was ten <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she used to have a good rapport with her students. Yeah. Also she like chatted with Toru like kind of away from the kids which was nice and yeah she, and was nice about it she was like oh it's fine like we saw mm-hmm. and uh well and then just the kissing with the kids yeah, now in this chapter, this chapter. Mm-hmm. yeah she's not a regular teacher she's a cool teacher yes <laughs> <laughs> <A> dated reference <laughs> <laughs> yeah really 
Listen, if we can talk if Takaya Mean Girls is never dated. No, if Takaya could talk about the graduate, I can talk about Mean Girls. <laughs> I'll never let Mean Girls die. <laughs> anyway, so I learned about that. I learned about the curse. I saw Ayame. Ayame makes tea. I, I didn't remember that, even though we've read this series before, I had completely didn't realize or remember that Ayame has some kind of special tea situation. Yeah. I wonder if that'll come back. I don't know. Yeah. Shigeru's not allowed to drink, apparently. Apparently not. He's not one of the two people <laughs> who's allowed special to drink occasions. It. Just Hattori and, mm-hmm. and Akito and somebody else, I guess. Yes. We didn't learn who the third person is. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, we need to hope, hope for Hattori. Hattori is so funny. His dialogue is so flowery. <laughs> I saw a comment I think on Tumblr that someone was like, "Why isn't Hattori the novelist?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, he has a very intense uh, internal monologue. He does. He's like, it's it's all metaphors too. It's like, yeah, there's uh, the episode of Buffy when she can hear her one's thoughts. <laughs> yeah, and it has Oz like who says like nothing, but then he has like all these deep philosophical thoughts that yeah. he doesn't say out loud. Yeah, he is kind of like Oz actually. Yeah, <laughs> he transforms into a seahorse. He's like a weird seahorse. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I think personality-wise is similar, right? He's kind of like the the quiet, contemplative type. Still waters run deep. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Still salt waters run deep. Yes. <laughs> in Victoria's case. Or maybe it's fresh water. Yes. <laughs> it's like either one would probably, if you throw it in a bathtub, it probably kill it. <laughs> yeah, basically. Well, it's not deep. It's not deep enough. <laughs> uh, speaking of deep, I took note of the line when they were talking about the possibility of him getting back together with Kana. He says, even if we were together, I would only miss her, mm-hmm. which I think kind of I think there's a theme about, you know, memories and yeah. what they make of you as a person in the series. And that one, I just kind of was like, whoa, for, sure. <laughs> for a minute. When I, I know that. I did. I also paused um, mm-hmm. because I was like, yeah, like even if they got back together, it wouldn't be the same, I guess is kind of what yeah. I'm saying. And he has his memories of the past and she doesn't. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't be exactly the same person that the first time. No. Yeah. She wouldn't be the same. Well, she wouldn't be the same as she was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the fact that she doesn't remember their affection from before mm-hmm. would make her a different person, even if they fell in love again. Yeah. Do you think that he meant even if they were together, like, romantically or just, like, physically in person? Not physically, romantically. <laughs> <laughs> I think he meant romantically. They're talking about specifically about getting like, back oh, together. She gets her memories back. You can fall in love again. Yeah. So. I like how Yami is just like, you could just fall in love again. No big deal. And the story is yeah. like, it's more complicated than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. That also gave me a little bit of pause. I was like, oh, that's interesting. It is definitely a theme. We've seen it a couple of times, especially last chapter with, um, or the chapter, I guess, before, chapters before with Momiji and Toru. That was like the main focus of that chapter. And then people's memories being erased is obviously a theme that continues through. Yeah. Like Yuki is left without those kids' memories that still that's still something that bothers him. It was introduced really early when they threatened to erase Toru's memories right the, from the get-go. Mm-hmm. But then she kind of subverts that by being like, "If you even if they erase my memories, still be friends with me, which is interesting. And of course, the only... hmm? was Go the ahead. Things. Oh, I was just going to say, and of course Jason was introduced as a character. No, I'm yes. just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the, foreign, the foreign bear. The foreign bear, Jason. <laughs> I love how Toru's like, it's a foreign kind of bear, and Toru's just yeah. like, uh. <laughs> yeah. Hattori making like a half-hearted effort to correct it when Kyo's first like I knew that about the bear <laughs> and then when Toru chimes in with like is it a foreign bear he's just like I give up <laughs> I guess another thing about Hattori now that just reminded me um, when Ayame is like Kana left you all alone it seems like Kana left you all alone to eat dust or whatever and Hattori is like I don't think of it that way and he has this memory of Toru mm-hmm. I wonder what you think that we can we interpret that in a certain way the little memory he has of Toru is it's from the specifically snow. from the yeah from the she from the it becomes spring mm-hmm. scene, and she says that maybe he just doesn't feel like he's alone because it's like Ayame says I can't help but feel like Toru's son was left behind to eat smoke, and he says really, and then he imagines he remembers Toru and it's the snow scene. Mm-hmm. He says that's not how I feel, so I wonder if it's just like um. He feels like he's not taking the pain yeah. all alone. Like maybe that's how you can interpret it. Mm-hmm. I just wondered if it was like something else, something other. Like I don't know. I just thought it was interesting, an interesting thing for him to remember in that moment. Mm-hmm. 
Those are all, are we, we're talking about spoilers? I forget. No. <laughs> okay, those are all the non-spoilery things that I have. <laughs> are, are we going to spoilers? Yeah, sorry. I thought I just was waiting for you. I said those are all the non-spoilery things that I have. I said, mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, I didn't I hear guess, you. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> okay. In that case, uh, yeah, it's time to talk about spoilers. Thank you all for listening. You can find us at all the Stay Together podcast places. Next time we'll be talking about chapters 27 and 28. <laughs> so we'll see you next time. Probably. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, we're back to talk about spoilers. Mm-hmm. I have another comment about the fights. Mm-hmm. And a follow-up comment about the fights that we can only talk about in spoilers. Mm-hmm. So during the fight, uh, Yuki calls out Kyo for training the mountains and then being useless. And then Kyo replies, nobody can master everything I had to learn up there in just four months. Someone like you would be dead in two days. Mm-hmm. But of course he's referring to the time where he was in the mountains again being depressed. And he's like mm-hmm. just adding more and more stuff on top of that. It's like this, I don't know, I feel like it's a fabrication. But also, on the one hand, it's like not everyone could master everything that I had to learn up there in just four months. It's like, he also had to learn to cope with a lot of feelings. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know if Yuki could do that. I mean, on the one hand, (laughs) on the one hand, I think he's just saying shit. But on the other hand, like, if you think about it that way, that is kind of true, so... I also have a follow-up comment on the fight because Yuki was definitely scolding himself when he was talking about hating people who are dependent on others. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're like, yeah, Kyo, it's definitely Kyo that's offended by that, but really, mm-hmm. Yuki is, yeah, the fact that Kyo, he said it and then Kyo reflected it back, he made it even worse, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. It's kind of his thing. Because I think, like, I think he was most, he was scolding himself. Kyo thought he was directing it toward him, got mad about it because it was a sore spot for him also, and then directed it back at, Ki- at Yuki, which made it even worse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe maybe <laughs> he was trying to say, like, he hates being dependent in the sense that he doesn't know what to do about Ayame, so he's, like, dependent mm-hmm. on everybody else kind of, like, taking care of it. Yeah. Because, like, in a later scene when he's in a early-ish scene with him and Kakeru, uh-huh. the one that leads into him kind of going into his past a little bit. Um, they're like arguing and he's like yelling at Kakura. I can't remember exactly what he's yelling at him but like at the end of the fight he's still saying he's like he's like I was yelling at myself then so sorry (laughs) like he basically says right then that he was like directing it at someone else even though he was mad at himself about something yeah uh, I think he's yeah maybe this is just the beginning of that Mm -hmm. I think out of all the kind of like Junishi Yuki has the worst like coping skills you know yeah I mean, for obvious reasons. So. Locked in a room for yeah. most of his Yeah, his uh, adolescent life. Yeah, basically. His young life. Like, it's... This is just the first little manifestation of that, but I think it happens a lot. Yeah. Their fights, I think, are going to become more interesting. Like, I don't know. I can't think of something in particular. I just remember that I had to was looking up something that happened at the end, and their last kind of, like, big fight... Mm-hmm. Ha- has a really interesting culmination which is them being like I always wanted to be like you and he's like well I yeah. wanted to be like you so like they're, I think they're just going to get closer and closer to that so it's mm-hmm. kind of interesting that now they're at this point where they're like well like you you did this thing and you did this thing and those are the things that bother them a lot like they're starting yeah. to pick up on the things that actually they're trying to change about themselves that the other is trying mm-hmm. to change about himself so yeah I also think they have similar insecurities so when they they're do. like they're jabbing at something that they don't like in themselves. It's also jabbing at something the other person doesn't like. Yeah, so it's true. I think it's kind of an interesting development. I wasn't expecting anything out of this chapter, and then I've kind mm-hmm. of like thought a little bit more deeply about these. Some of those lines like stood out, and I was like, "Oh, it's really interesting." Mm-hmm. Stuff you don't. Yeah, really I like forgot about. these two chapters existed. <laughs> I remember they went to the lake <laughs> so house. I yeah, I like combined that with the like the, the beach. beach visit in my head. So I was like, oh yeah, this did happen. The like one and a half volume beach visit. <laughs> yeah. Something. Yeah. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. The beach is so dramatic. This mm-hmm. is like mini drama. Yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like Shigure actually brought them there not to escape Michan and not to uh like make Hajori preoccupied. I think he just brought them there to like have some character development. I think he yes. was <laughs> he was like, You guys need to fight it out. Like <laughs> <laughs> we need to go to another location that's all like a lake and then you guys need to like fall in love or whatever the fuck you're gonna do as yeah. teenagers you need the right setting for teen drama and this house is yeah. not the right setting <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and also Toru fell down again 
Yes, she did. In a way that way that kind of looks like the ending. Yeah, you're right. I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah, you're totally right. It is kind of like that. It's a giant cliff. Yeah, I got to that page and I was like, oh, stop falling off cliffs. Please. <laughs> please, please be careful. It was Kyo's fault. He like tripped in the barefoot print that doesn't look like a barefoot print. Mm-hmm. And then it's Kyo's fault the second time because he leaves after dumping her or whatever, turning her down harshly. <laughs> so rude. Got some more hat build up. Yes. I also kind of forgot this part of the hat arc where Yuki knows that she has the hat, but he hasn't said anything yet. Yeah. I, I forgot how much it impacted oh, him. Like, yeah. he seems really upset about something about it in this chapter. Yeah. Looking back on it, like, I can remember when we were reading this in real time, mm-hmm. it was like a big debate over who the hat belonged to. So, like, looking at it, and it's like, I know with the knowledge, with the knowledge of forethought, but it seems really obvious that Yuki was the one. <laughs> yeah. He's the only one who reacts to it. I mean, I think Kyo kind of reacts to the hat. Yeah, I think he remembers it, but he obviously doesn't have the the whole thing with her story. Yeah, he wasn't the one who was involved in that way. Mm -hmm. He just gave the hat to Yuki, and he's probably like, what is... Or like, I had a hat like that or something. Like, maybe it's not even like that kind of reaction. Mm -hmm. Because he would have no idea that Yuki had any contact with her as a kid. Yeah. But you think it, we also even get the like blurry picture of Kyo not wearing the hat as a kid. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> like kind of obviously cameras. Kyo, right? Yeah. So yeah, I guess it's obvious that it's Yuki, but then it's kind of, I don't know, it's still sort of not yeah, obvious. I guess there's enough that you could be, you know, but just I think just how much emphasis it plays in Kyo's, or I mean Yuki's like thoughts mm-hmm. when he sees that the boy was him, probably. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Even though we see all this kind of like imagery that's meant to be sort of confusing, like oh, that boy kind of pretty basically looks like Kyo, but then why does Yuki know about it? It's like well, because it was yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Also, more foreshadowing of Hattori and Mayu than I remember there being. That's why I wanted to make it clear that it doesn't say like maybe you'll meet her again in that chap yeah. that part well, at the end of that chapter because it yeah yeah. Well, I don't really read that in particular about it, but just the transition from the scene where yeah. they're talking about that into. Mayuko's seems really obvious. It's true. It's very heavily. I think when I, I think when I read it the first time, it just was like, oh, they're showing us who that person was. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I didn't really make that connection that they're they were gonna be an item until later. Yeah, for sure. Um, I remember thinking it was kind of like, oh, okay, I guess we're doing this. When yeah, I, when it first started. Or yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, they're like going out or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, like it's, I guess it's it's obvious that they have like a backstory, but it's not obvious what their their kind of like future story is going to mm-hmm. be, even though it's so clearly heavily foreshadowed at this point. Yeah, one other little thing, Dayame specialty. Yeah, what's his only specialty? two other people than oh yeah, Hattori and one is Akito. I assume the other one's Mine. Mine? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure <laughs> that would be my guess too. I just completely forgot that this was a part of his character. I was like, what is yeah. the deal with this tea? <laughs> part of his like Chinese aesthetic like I don't know I guess. <laughs> it's like beyond an aesthetic it's like a lifestyle yeah he also makes tea and also like how do you make nothing, tea nothing Ayame does is just aesthetic no it's yeah it's full <laughs> lifestyle <laughs> choice everything <laughs> he's like I'm not just gonna wear this sort of like Chinese inspired Chinese inspired clothing I'm also gonna make this like tea and like do whatever I don't know yeah <laughs> It's all part of his aesthetic. And by aesthetic, I mean his whole look and feel. Yeah. <laughs> his, entire his soul. Um, yeah. Does that ever come back? Do you remember anything about this tea? Just out of curiosity. I, I remember, like, Mine going to make the tea, and she's like, oh, no, I used the last of the tea leaves, which makes it seem like it's special tea, but oh. <laughs> I don't remember anything. But Yame's flipping it out, left, right, and center, giving it to Shigure, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be that special. <laughs> I love that even, like, Shigure is, like, nominally his his good friend too and he won't he's like oh it's a special occasion he's like it's been years since i've had your tea yeah i wonder what makes it so great i don't know lace with a little lsd yeah <laughs> crack cocaine yeah it's like they used to say that coca-cola had cocaine in it yeah basically yeah i don't know yeah of course i guess the other person's mine mm-hmm. like how it's a tori mine and a keto but it's like a keto i yeah. guess yeah i wonder how keto feels about the tea <laughs> Because Akito doesn't have strong feelings for Ayame, right? So <laughs> I feel like even Akito doesn't know what to do with Ayame. I think Ayame doesn't know just what like... to do with Ayame. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Ayame would just like bustle in dramatically and be like, "I made you my special tea because you're." <laughs> and Akito would be like laying on special the ground. She's just like, "What? What? Why? Why?" <laughs> and then like he leaves, and there's just tea there, and she's like, "Okay, uh... I guess tea." <laughs> 
Akito is kind of like busy being I'm busy being sad I can't be bothered by you (laughs) I'm busy being unwanted (laughs) any other spoiler comments? no I don't think so I'm just looking through my notes (laughs) there's not even really Yuki and Kyo and Toru spoilers like there's no like shippy spoilers in this one like like or ship teasers ship teasy type spoilers or whatever like last time or last couple times yeah they just keep fighting and Toru just keeps laughing <laughs> which is fair <laughs> yeah I mean they deserve to be laughed at their fights are real lame now at this point where they're like I hate people who depend on other people and Kyo is like yeah you depend on other people and Yuki's like you depend on other people like <laughs> there's these like really weird bickery fights I don't think yeah I don't think there's anything else to say it's spoiler for now so I think that's it for now next time we will talk about chapters 27 and 28 next week for baby tigers yes i'm so excited <laughs> i flipped over the thing and i was like kisa and then it's like i thought you should have called us out in the spoilers good thing you did because i forgot <laughs> um yeah i'm so excited i love kisa mm-hmm. i'm not excited to talk about bullying but i do yeah. like kisa so and haru's there too haru's back haru's protectiveness yeah his giant gloves mm-hmm. that he's wearing in this chapter because um, he's handling a tiger yeah he knows better he's not like Toru I love how I, I guess this is a spoiler for next time but like uh, uh, Kisa bites Toru's hand and then Haru is the one who's bandaging her hand when they get home which is funny yeah. I was like oh it's Haru he's taking care of Toru which is cute mm-hmm. um, okay well that's it for this episode about these chapters join yes. us next time to talk about Kisa chapters 27 and 28 you can find us at stagetherpodcast.com, Podcast on Tumblr, Pod on Twitter. You can email us. Uh, you can look at our website. I don't think there's anything else right now. Spotify, <laughs> iTunes, <laughs> the Android store, whatever. We're everywhere. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for listening. Everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> thank you for listening for all we're your behind support. Behind you right now. <gasps> we're in your ears. It's like we're in your head. Can you hear us? I raised my eyebrows and then I realized nobody can hear that. (laughs) This is the sound of your conscience. You're shipping Tori and Toru. (laughs) Uh. My my non-canon chips come later. Yeah. (laughs) I ship a lot of things. (laughs) I bet you could just make like a roulette of characters in Furuba and then probably all and like all of them would be pretty good chips. (laughs) Yeah. At least ones where you're like, I could see that. I could see it. (laughs) Yeah. I think Toru with anybody... I could buy. <laughs> Pretty much. It's like Toru and Mayuko. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> I was just like, who wouldn't you ship her with? All right. After well. graduation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like there's <laughs> caveat on all the adult relationships that are like after after being an adult. Yeah. Can't wait to talk about all the like awkwardness that we're going to have to talk about with uh, Kyoko and Katsuya later. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. I'm so excited. <laughs> Anyway, whatever, you know. Different time, I mean. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> but children were still children and adults were still adults. But yet, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens when we get there, won't we? <laughs> All right, well. It turned out well for them, but we wouldn't recommend it on the whole. <laughs> I definitely would have to add that to my um, list of warnings. That's like, grown men are never interested in teenagers. They always want something from you. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Then they they don't want to be like your like your caring partner. That's for sure. But they're not all gonna save you from the gang life. No, they're not all gonna save you from the gang life and help you raise a beautiful, wonderful child mm-hmm. until your untimely death. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is devolving into a it just a interesting conversation. More uh, public service announcements. More public service announcements and and, like speculation. So I guess that's it for now. (laughs) Okay, we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye. (laughs) Are you ready to start? No, I can't get in a position where this is not creaking. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Now hold your breath. <laughs> Can we use that for the ASMR yeah. <laughs> videos? <laughs> um, okay. okay. Try this. I'm so happy, Toru says. Sorry, I thought I heard a weird noise again from outside. Um, Jason.
it's definitely Jason <laughs> chainsaws. In this case, it's probably a raccoon. With a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they get into all the green bins. Like that's how they're doing it. They're supposed to be raccoon proof, but they didn't. They learned. No. <laughs> it's like clever girl. Um, the theaters this summer. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I'm gonna just... call it raccoon chainsaw. <laughs> The raccoon like movie for instance. Raccoon Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, the reason I keep not talking is because I keep looking at my notes and then looking away laughing and then getting lost. Anyway. 